this morning and turn with me to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. We'll start reading there in verse 24. Romans chapter 3. Verse 23, excuse me. 24. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Before we go into the reading of God's word, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today. Lord, I pray for something to happen morning that I'm even capable of bringing myself. Lord, I pray God, the Holy Spirit, move in a great and mighty way upon us, that you will be exalted in everything. Lord, I pray that you take your word this morning, that you use me as your spokesman, Lord, that you hide me behind the cross, protect me, and Lord, that I would be effortless as I stand here this morning, and Lord, that you just use me. Lord, I pray that Satan be barred from this place in the name of Jesus, that he can't stay. I pray that your word will be applied to each and every heart. And Lord, that you would fill our hearts up with your word, that it will be expressed through our actions and our thoughts and our words. So you move upon us this morning. It's in Jesus Christ's name I ask you. Amen. How can man be justified? I believe this morning that there are millions upon millions of people around the world who are hoping that they can earn their justification by good works, or good deeds, or good words. And I believe that there are a lot of good things that happen in the world. Don't get me wrong. I believe there's a lot of great things that we as America have done. America has set out to feed those who are hungry. We're not as efficient maybe as we could be in it, but we are blessed because we do try to seek out those that are hungry. I believe today that America, the United States of America as a whole, will seek out and will take medicine into places that don't have it, Brother Jason. That they look to take out and help those that can't help themselves. America, since the early 1900s, has stood up for those who cannot stand up for themselves and have shed American soldiers' lives defending them. God has blessed America in these efforts. A lot of good things have happened. A lot of great things have went on, and a lot of good things happen that people do on a daily basis. But how can we still be justified with God? I believe we need to go further than that. There's some people today in this world, there's some uh, cults and some religions who uh, will go further than just trying to use good works. I believe uh, we know for a fact that there have been people who have sacrificed their own children in trying to appease God to be justified by Him. There's people who cut themselves, lay on nails, walk through ashes to become justified with God, their Creator. There are millions of people today that will bow down several times this day looking towards the east and they're trying to justify themselves to their God. There are very few people throughout the world that would not like to think that he or she is justified with the God who created them. So regardless how wrong people are, regardless of how perverted many doctrines are to that, there are so 
have one thing in common, and it's this thing. Most all want to stand before our God someday and be justified in his sight and in his presence. I believe that's something in common that most of the world has today. So who's right? That's what matters. Because that's the only thing that actually does matter. 
child, I had several whoopings. I don't get why mama now sees a grandbaby or great-grandbaby get in trouble and wants to stop us. Well, maybe because all the whoopings I took. She, didn't, she tells me, well, I was wrong. Well, I took a lot of them. And I don't remember not one time. And I need them. I need them. But I don't remember one time in that for me to look at mama or daddy and say, okay, I've done wrong. They've told me I've done wrong. And then they'll say, well, I tell you what, Gary, I'm going to let you dictate the punishment. I didn't have that opportunity. Now, you may be raising your children that way that you let them dictate the punishment. Well, I tell you, I would not have chose what I got if I had the opportunity to choose. So let me say this. You or I, we've been told here, we know in our hearts that we're sinners. We know that all have sinned. I know that I have sinned and come short of all God's So it's the same way. I have sinned against God, and it will be God who will dictate what needs to be done to correct the wrong. God alone. People run up and down the streets of our wonderful free nation today, and they try to give their opinions on what's right, what's wrong, and they just come up with that one morning. They drained it up. Have, you, uh, have your own opinion. It doesn't matter really where you got it from because it really didn't work very much. And they come up and run up down the road and say, say, this is right and this is wrong. In no time do you hear anybody stand up and say, whoa, but wait. I believe this because it's my conviction because God said it. Because God has said it. And so often we try to form our opinions around the life that we want to live. You ever notice that? Well, I don't see much wrong with this. Doing this. Okay, well, your opinion is nothing wrong with, it, with what God says. And there's many today that run up and down these streets, and then they say, well, I'm going to say this. I don't believe that God would ever let someone go to hell. I don't believe that uh, this, and I don't believe that. I don't think that God would punish people like that. He's a God of love. And here's my answer to mankind, and it's based on this, the Word of God. Mankind, you and I have no right to believe anything except what God has already said. Because you and I are the ones that have committed the sin. And to say God wouldn't send anyone to hell, I'm going to agree with you 100%. I agree with you. I agree with you 100% that God will never send anyone to hell. But let me finish. Because God has provided, as we sang this morning, the treasure of heaven, Jesus Christ, who is grace, for redemption of all those sins. And if a person will not accept the fact that the, uh, to come to Christ by faith and asking forgiveness of their sins, you're right. God did not send you to hell. You did it on your own. On your own. Word of God tells us clearly it's not God's will that any should perish but all come to repentance through Christ Jesus. So let's get to what Christ said about this justification. Look there in verse 24 with me. Being justified freely by his grace through redemption that is in Christ Jesus. 
So what is it that's going to get this justification? Well, do I have to turn over a new leaf? Or do I have to wait to New Year's and set this New Year's resolution to get this out? Or do I have to be baptized? Do I have to uh, join a church somewhere to get this justification? Anyone who goes to heaven will go there this way. Anyone and everyone that will go to heaven will come by God's grace and the acceptance of God's free gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, His Son. Dead, buried, arose, and ascended. That's it. That alone. Being justified free by His grace, not man's opinion. Go further, look at verse 26. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just, and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus. I want us to look, we, we preached on a couple of weeks back about God's grace. We've seen this grace that's bestowed and was shown to us through Jesus Christ. And I want us to see two more characteristics about this. Won't you see two characteristics of God? There, there is God's righteousness and God's mercy. And of course, there's grace. God's righteousness and mercy. God is both a God of righteousness, God of mercy, and God of grace. God created Adam for what? To have fellowship with him. God created Adam so that he could have a, uh, someone that he could love and that love would be returned to him, right? And God gave man the ability to choose. I hope that you've not ever tried this, trying to give someone a gift so they would love you in return. Have you ever tried to do that? See, what you'll get in return will not be true love. And it's the same way with God. God did not create man and force him to love him. God did not create man and then say, I'm going to demand that you love me. That's not what he done. He gave man free choice to make that decision upon his own. God wanted someone to have a loving a relationship with him. And then he gives man the ability to choose whether he'll love him or not. Was it forced upon him? Adam and Eve had a wonderful, perfectly uh, designed fellowship with God. So I want us to think about that just for a moment. I want us to think on this. And I want us to suppose some things. I want us to think that God would walk into the Garden of Eden and he would say, Adam. And Adam would say, hey, Eve. I hear God's voice. So let's go fellowship with him. That's probably the way it played out. And even the next day, maybe uh, Eve would say, I hear God. And she'd say, Adam, God is near. And they would run out to the side and have fellowship with their creator, holy God. One day, God walked into the garden and he called out to Adam and Eve. They 
not run out to meet him or to have fellowship with him. You know what they done? They hid. It's high. Not to come running out to see this great and holy creator that loved them above all of his creation. What would limit them in doing that? What would stop them from doing that? You know what it was? They had wronged God. They had sinned against God. They had uh, sinned and had broken that fellowship. Man had fallen. must remember, you know, God is righteous. God did not fellowship with sin and will not fellowship with it. Can you imagine the heartache of God at this point? Now, you can say this. I know that God, before he created man, knew that man was going to uh, sin. He did. And he knew that it was going to break his heart that he did sin. But God had such a love at the thought of creating mankind that he continued on and created life. God's creation and God loved to fellowship with man, but now man has chose to turn his back on God. Can you imagine the turmoil of that? When sin, uh, man uh, slipped into sin and broken this fellowship with God. And we've got to remember about this great love, this perfect love of the Father, who's perfect in righteousness perfect in mercy, who's perfect in grace. I want us to disclose how God's mercy saved. Out of all the love of the Father, mercy said, I won't have that. Yes, I know that he's sin, I know that he's wrong, but I won't have that. soul that sinneth must die. The mercy of God said, oh, but I love that. I love Eve so much I cannot bear to allow them to die. I cannot bear allowing them to just be separated forever. I cannot allow that they have no hope. I cannot bear the thought that they have no hope in life and they are willing be destroyed in their sins. Righteousness said, well, I cannot allow sin to go unpunished. I cannot have a fellowship with anything less than perfect. The mercy of God said, righteousness, is there any way that we could ever get them back and restore hope? 
righteousness said, no, there's no way unless, unless that sin be paid for by a perfect sacrifice. He in God's mercy said, I got it. I'm in God's grace since I have the claim. I know what it will take and I'm willing going to get the glory of heaven. We're going to have Jesus Christ, God's Son, to go. We're going to ask, uh, we're going to ask him to go and create this sacrifice. Most important thing that you will ever hear is this right here, because your eternity depends upon the fact. Your Christian walk depends upon this fact. That through God's grace that Jesus Christ stepped up and said, I will go. I will take on the uh, upon myself the body, the flesh of mankind, so I'll be exposed to all the hardships, disappointments, and sorrows. Then I will carry those, uh, uh, carry this, uh, they'll carry me to a cross. I will volunteer to die on a cross, to be killed by man. Then I will take upon myself the sin of Gary Carter and all people who have ever lived or ever will live, and I'm going to allow the Father to throw, to cast all their sins upon me, and I'll become that sin, and I'll die for that sin, but I'll arise. Victorious over What a wonderful Jesus. God's only son whose lips never once spoke a vile word. Whose mind never one time thought of an evil thing. Whose feet never walked in a wicked path. Hands never partook of anything wrong. The one who became sin for you and I. Do you understand truly what happened? On Golgotha, on Calvary's Hill, that day. All of man's judgment, all man's hell, was put upon Jesus Christ. That's the reason he didn't say anything. That's why he kept silent in it, because no longer was he uh, innocent. He became guilty because of what I was. And he remained quiet. My guilt, my shame, my death, my judgment. And God turned his back upon him. Couldn't look at him because of me. I want to tell you something. If you and I live our lives today and we do not take the death of Jesus Christ personal, we will not ever be what Christ would have us to be in our life. Do you know why today that Jesus Christ died? I'm going to be real personal. You know why Jesus Christ died today? Because of me. You know why his body was beaten and they beat around on his head with clubs and they embarrassed him by stripping him off naked? You know why I did that, Brother Charles? Me. Because of me. 
Jesus Christ become my substitute. Praise God. He become my sacrifice and glory to his name. He become my Savior. The earth did shake and the graves did open. The sun blushed in anguish and would not shine. And God's righteousness said, I'm satisfied. And mercy said, welcome back. Welcome back. Sin was paid for in full. What a God. What a <clears throat> What are you depending upon this morning to justify you with your Creator? Well, I've been in church all my life. Well, I remember when I got baptized, that was good. Well, I've always been in church, it's good. You missed it again. To justify with our God, it'll take repentance. Seeking out Christ to save you from I believe today. there's a lot of lost people today that are sitting in churches and maybe not sitting in churches and what needs to happen they need to get to the cross of Calvary they need to get to the cross and I believe today that there are many that are sitting in churches today all around the world that need to be get back to the cross those that are saved get back to where we once was living our lives under the shadow and the authority of the cross of Calvary What's your justification this morning? What is it today that your faith lies in? Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning, Lord, first and foremost, thank you for Jesus Christ. Lord, there's not one thing that I am or that I could ever be that I see that would even make me desire for you for you to have fellowship with but Lord that tells me how simple I am that I can't even understand your great love your grace and mercy that you have for me but I am thankful today that you love me that much and I don't have to understand how great that love is Also, the great power and authority that's 